0: Good morning, good morning, good morning. The sun is shining, the birds are chirping, and you are breathing. Today is Thursday, January the 19th, 2022. My name is Stephen Carnegie, and welcome to This is Just a Thought. Today's word of the day, conjecture, which means to guess or surmise. Conjecture. Hope everyone is enjoying that Thursday, or will enjoy that Thursday. End of the work week is coming. One more day, and looks like weather-wise, we're going to see some more snow, and sleet, and freezing rain. Two things I can do without, but uh, the snow, I could I could watch it all day. But what well, they backed off the totals. Because of this, in this part of North Carolina, the Piedmont region, at one point in time earlier in the week, they were saying we were going to get two to five inches. But they backed off. Looks like it's going to be uh, uh, eastern North Carolina towards the coast type of thing. Look like they can get the snow and freezing rain. What they're saying for this part now, we could just possibly get one to two inches of snow. Might get some sleet and freezing rain mixed in there also. Man, uh, wow. I uh, hope it doesn't do, because what they're saying, the crazy thing is it's supposed to come through tonight night into uh, Friday morning, then die off, and then pick back up uh, later Friday afternoon and, and come back. Man, I hope it, uh, it's just a crazy weather pattern. hope it doesn't do like it did in early 2000 when we got tons and tons of snow. Well, tons and tons of snow. It, it was uh, a few inches, and as uh, many of you remember, uh, in North, that were here in North Carolina, it shut the whole state down. <laughs> man, about a week and a half. Nothing moved. Don't want to see that, man. Don't want to see that again. But anyway, we'll see what happens. We just going. We're just going to have to wait and see. Looks like, like I said, it's supposed to push out and then come back. Never heard that happen before. Just happened. And uh, looks like the Super Bowl picture is getting uh, pretty clear. As you know, we were, wait- we were-, we were waiting on that uh, Monday night game with the Rams and the Cardinals. Look looked like the Rams pulled it off, and they're going to be playing Tampa Bay in the NFC and also, of course, the Packers and the 49ers in the NFC. And, and of course, the winner of that game, we'll see. But uh, Packers, choke. Like they always do, they just are. And on the AFC side, <laughs> uh, it's going to be the Tennessee Titans versus the Cincinnati Bengals, and the Kansas City Chiefs versus the Bills. Looks like Derrick Henry is going to be back in that Tennessee Bengals uh, that Tennessee Bengals game. Man, I can't wait to see him. He's you know he was injured. Uh, he's coming back, so we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Certainly good. We will be good to see him back. Man, yeah, the Packers are going to choke. I, I, I'm saying it loud and clear. The Packers are going to choke. They just are. I know many Packers fans are saying, well, we beat San Fran last year. Yeah, you did. Didn't get to the Super Bowl, though. You choked. <laughs> just did. You just did. Yeah, I'm not a Packers fan or a Cowboys fan. Yeah, that's true. I'm sure you've uh, figured it out by now. We'll see what happens. Still no predictions from me and who's going to be in the Super Bowl just going to sit back and enjoy it. I mean, the bears aren't in it. Why, what do I care? What do I care? Well, man, looks like uh, President Biden, as of today, it is his one year in office. And he gave about a two-hour press conference yesterday, uh, running a gamut of everything he has done or wants to have done and, and the woes and troubles he's facing, the obstacles he's overcome. Now, uh, <laughs> Of course, one of the, his obstacles was uh, or trying to get past is that massive build back better plan, and all along with that, those uh, voter rights bill also looks like uh, that voter voters' rights bill has stalled. Uh, the Republicans in the Senate shot it down last night, so we'll see what happens with that. And of course, he talked about the COVID response, and, and one thing that came out, and they flat out the reporters flat out asked him. Do you think you overpromise with your uh, COVID response, and maybe just not with his COVID response, but also with the economy, also? And of course, he said, "No, I didn't overpromise." I, yeah, yeah, you did, because you flat out said when you get in office you were going to eradicate COVID and we were going to be done with it. We're still dealing with it, there, Mr. President. And, and that's that's just politics, politicians. Uh, why they would, you know. He came out and said what many of us have said as it relates to COVID. Now he's saying, as opposed to his previous statements, he's saying, hey, listen, it's a virus. This is what viruses do. I know full well that I can't, you know. <laughs> Mr. President, he should have said that. But that's what, like I said, that's what politicians do. Should have said that from the start, instead of getting people's head gassed up in hopes, giving them the old warm and fuzzies inside. Don't know why anybody would believe that one man or one administration could take on a virus and, and, and wipe it out. That's absurd to me. That just is. That, that just is. It just is. Just is. Like I said, he, he asked him if he overpromised about the COVID response. Then they went into the economy. Yeah, you did. You just did. You overpromised. But well, that was a campaign promise. And like I said, I don't know why anyone would would take that seriously, but apparently a lot of Americans did, and the Republicans are using that as their uh, their talking points, because hey, like I said before, they're dragging them, <laughs> they just are, yeah. And, and the economy, man, the economy, inflation, that that inflation, everybody's dealing with it. Price of goods are high, gas is high. Um, you know, the jobs aren't there, although he's saying they are there. People just aren't returning to work, whether it be COVID or their payments of unemployment. They, they just aren't. So, yeah, uh, certainly the country's uh, in a bit of a tiff, <laughs> if I can say that. And he also went into, uh, as a part of his second year with midterms coming up, he's flat out saying he's going to have boots on the ground. He's going to get out and get more active. Shaking hands, kissing babies, helping those uh Democrats win back those Senate and Senate seats. Good luck with that. Good luck with that. He also talked about Ukraine and Russia. As we know, Russia is is threatening or or etching closer to uh overstepping those 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 boundaries and coming into Ukraine once again, like they always do. And he's siding up with uh, the US and NATO are are siding together. And they ask him, What what would be your response if Russia does intrude on the Ukraine? And he said that they would be met with severe consequences. Ooh, Uh, I don't think Russia cares anyway, coming or going. (laughs) That's Russia. That's just what they do. And that thing with the Ukraine, man, it's been going on for uh, a better part of 30 years, if not more. Because I can remember uh, when I was in the Navy, I too was, hey, we took a trip to Odessa, Ukraine, around that Black Sea region. That was about the time when, uh, what was it? The the Black Hawk went down and and you had to go rescue him and whatever, and then in the actual country of Ukraine, they were fighting, it was called ethnic cleansing. Uh, What was it? The Muslims versus the, the Christians, and, and and apparently they were trying to oust. So we had to deal with that. And that was back in, what, 93, 94, 94, 95? Like I said, we've been dealing with it for a minute. Russia, <laughs> hey, that's just what Russia does. Anywho, uh, in my personal opinion, good luck with that. That's Russia. Good luck. Good luck. Certainly has been a, a an eventful year for the, for the president. And also, good luck with with everything he's trying to do and and, and accomplish, because you're meeting some strong opposition. And those midterm elections are extremely important for him to get done what he wants to have done, because if they can't take back that House and that Senate, ain't nothing going through. And and another thing they asked him, they said, uh, in comparison to President Obama, they were asking him the stiff opposition that he faced, is it worse the, you know, worse with with is, is his situation worse than President Obama? They were saying because President Obama couldn't get anything passed, and he said, "Yeah, it, it, it is. His, his situation is worse." Uh, I would say it's about the same because hey, you both were Democrats. Republicans were in control, and they weren't allowing either of you, even when you were Vice President with President Obama, they weren't allowing any, either of you to get anything passed. So it's it's about neck and neck for me. President Obama may have the edge because he couldn't get. Squat passed, as I remember. Doesn't look like President Biden is going to get anything passed either. If they don't get those uh, House and Senate seats back during this midterm election coming up, they're just not. They're just not. All right, let's go get it. Now, this next piece is uh, might be a continue. You could say it's a continuation of, of something that I, I, I talked about uh, last year as it relates to uh, opioids and the addiction crisis this country is facing. Now, according to newly released data from the uh, North Carolina Department of Health and Human Services, overdose deaths are up by 26% in 2021. We're up by 26% in 2001 compared to 2020. Now, more specifically here in North Carolina, that's about 3,900 people that have overdosed from opioids. Now, the cause, according to these addiction experts, is the fact that uh, the pandemic, the pandemic, along with a a tainted drug supply, fentanyl, and nationwide shortage, and also a nationwide shortage of Noxalon or Narcan, you know, that's the drug they use when they they go into the, the overdose, and if they could get there to them in time, they'd shoot them in the heart with that long needle with that Narcan, and, and it, it, hopefully it resuscitates them. Now, they're saying this is at historic highs. Now, the shortage of the Narcan, that caught me by surprise. Is it really that bad? Are there really that many people that are overdosing? Overdosing Because they're saying that they have allotted a, a certain amount to uh, every state here in the United States, and their supply is running short. So apparently it is. Now, what they are also are saying is... Uh, Across the country. The trends have been worsening over the last 10 years. In North Carolina, we saw a a decline starting in 2017 with opioid uh, addictions and overdose. So we had a little bit of a break in 2017. We thought we were ahead of the curve because the numbers were starting to decline, but that trended upwards in 2020. It's about around the time when COVID hit. Yes, that, that is around that time. People were on lockdown. Now, just to give you an idea of how serious this is, in uh, December of last year, alone, 366 people OD'd in North Carolina, adding to that total of 3,900. And what they were also saying, that's about eight people a day overdosing. Now, if you are saying to yourself, well, eight people a day, uh, that's... That's that, that's a lot of people. There's a lot of people that are in close contact, family members, friends, uh, just eight people a day overdosing on opioids. And, and when I say opioids, I, I mean the pills, of course, and that also includes heroin. Now, all overdoses, what uh, uh, they're saying is commonly from prescribed opioids, and that increased in 2020 and elevated in 2021. That pandemic, it wrapped up substance abuse disorders. So what they're calling it now is a disorder. Maybe it is. Now, the CDC chimed in, along with the National, National Center for Health Statistics, and they stated that there was an increase nationally between April of 2020, lockdown, to April 2021, lockdown. That increased by 29% nationally. North Carolina increased by 26%. And what they're saying nationally is estimated 100,000 306 people died. The lockdown, more people were inside, couldn't go anywhere. They were depressed. They didn't have money, didn't have jobs, family. <laughs> you were locked down with your family and friends or whatever. And man. They're saying those, these numbers ramped up during this lockdown and pandemic. So that increased that, uh, those synthetic drugs that were laced with fentanyl, because if you couldn't get the prescribed, because a lot of people couldn't get to the doctor that were, you know, they had severe pain or whatever, from whatever reason, whether it be an accident. And that's what they're saying. A lot of people, they found themselves, they had been in some traumatic, uh, accident and the pain was so severe and they would go to the doctor and the doctor would prescribe these, prescribe these opioids with with uh little fanfare uh, i've even heard the expression they were handing the prescriptions out like they were handing out tic tacs wow now we all know about the lawsuit with the uh pharmaceutical companies that profited from opioid prescriptions Now, in North Carolina, we're going to receive $750 million of that $26 billion. And what they're going to use that $750 million for to combat this opioid crisis, they're planning to use the money for opioid treatment and recovery resources, i.e., that's going to be a a medical-assisted treatment medicine combined with counseling and behavioral therapy and this is in hopes of a, uh, what they term a whole patient approach for substance use disorders. Now, $4.4 million was given by the state last month, and that's going to go towards mobile, mobile units to provide screening as assessments, treatment, primary care, and recovery support services. Now, with these mobile units, they're going to be used in the rural areas because uh if you're thinking it's just a big city thing, what one thing they found out and they discovered through their research is that there's a high addiction rate in the rural areas. For us common folks, that's going to be the country. You know, out there in the county, deep down in, in the, the uh, eastern part of North Carolina, the southern part of North Carolina, going towards South Carolina, and even up in the mountains, mountain part of North Carolina, they have a high opioid uh, addiction crisis also. Man. So they're going to use these funds to help combat that. You know, just like I said, people were um during this lockdown, people were locked down. They weren't working. Couldn't work. Money was tight. So they turned to opioids. Man. It it makes you realize by me, uh, you know, doing research and and reading these articles and and listening to uh, different experts that are, are of course in the field of uh, fighting drug addiction with these opioids, it makes you think and wonder and acknowledge that there is a huge problem with opioids. It just is. Now, there's two fronts on this because, like I said, that there's the, there's there are those that were prescribed and got addicted, and there's those. Um, that can kind of go both ways. Those on the streets that were taking the synthetic drugs, those laced with fentanyl. And and like I said, during that lockdown, a lot of people couldn't get, surprisingly, couldn't get to their doctor's appointments that were already addicted to the prescription opioids that found their way onto the streets also. So they were taking those opioids laced with that fentanyl. That's another reason why that the the increase of, of the overdoses and the deaths And that that Narcan shortage, that's another thing. Wow, there's a Narcan shortage? People are are, are really and truly addicted to this. Uh, I've said it before and I'll say it again. This is worse than crack. It just is. No fun, not trying to shun anyone. But if you look and you think this is worse than crack. You know, we all know the crack epidemic. Now it looks like we have an opioid epidemic. From those that from the prescription to the street level, uh, they're all dare I say, it's all together. It's all one big ball of mess. can't shun it away to one race a class of people because now they're it's 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 combined, they've all gotten together. you know, for those that are saying or thinking, well, you know, like I said, it's only one class of people. It's the street level. No, it's not. No, it's not. It's those that, like I said, that they were prescribed opioids and they got addicted. And and, and if they can't get, get it from the doctor, they're going to the streets and they're messing with these synthetic drugs laced with that fentanyl. That fentanyl. Man, we all know about fentanyl. We've all heard the numbers. And a lot of people, you, you, you may even have people in your family that are addicted to that. It's... It is a crisis, it's a sad crisis. It makes you really and truthfully sit down and realize what we're dealing with. Because like I said, a lot of people in there have members of their families that that are addicted to it. And and I I can't just imagine having someone that's addicted to these opioids and, and that pain and hurt they must be feeling and certainly uh yeah the state does need to chime in and, and come in and help especially like i said with those mobile units where they're going to be going to these rural areas because those rural areas um you know we used to say back in the day those folks in the country <laughs> they ain't got nothing else to do uh, it appears so it just does so we are we are indeed in the middle of a crisis and with this pandemic and, and, and things being shut down, folks not working and, and people not having anything to do. This is this is the end result here. Jesse is. It's sad. And, and, and you know, one day when I, I, I was uh, I wasn't there. But uh, at my job. A lot of times uh, the side of town I work on, it is indeed uh, it, it's. Street known as is, is is known as uh Heron Alley, <laughs> it just is, because if you're saying, I, I, I thought you were talking about the pills, no, the Heron also that's an opioid, it just is, and what would happen? Folks would go to the bathroom, and they would um, flat out OD. One of my coworkers walked into the bathroom. A lady needed to use the bathroom, and she said, "Hey, uh, I can't get in the bathroom." And, and one of my coworkers went and got the key and went in the bathroom and saw someone sitting on the toilet with a needle stuck in her arm. Can you imagine seeing that? Throw you for a loop, to say the least. So that's another problem: heroin. Not just the pills, not not, not just the, what they call it. Is it Oxycontin, Not just those. Got to fight it on that front also. The Oxycontin, uh and 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 the heroin. It's opioid, and apparently it's come back around again. Those numbers are up also. People are, up. and that's another thing that came out uh, when when people. If you're just thinking those that were addicted to it by prescription, when they couldn't get the prescription, they went to the heroin. If they couldn't find the pills on the street, apparently it's the, the same desired effect. You might say. So they, they, they turned the hair. On. That is whew, man. Um, I don't want any parts of that. Not in the least that you, you, your high is death. In my opinion, that's not a high, but if you're addicted, you're addicted. And, and and we all know some people. I've seen people. Uh, I've had family members that were addicted to heroin, and and to watch them decline in their addiction, it is wow. It 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 it, it takes you there. It, it and like I said, it's worse than crack. It just is. The nods. You can see their addiction in their eyes when they gotta have it. The guy, they wake up needing it. That's why I say it's worse than crack. It just is. And they don't want to do anything all day, but get their fix. They need their fix. There's no way around it. They need their fix. So we are most definitely in a crisis. This is crisis mode. We got to get a handle on it. Uh, How do we get a handle on it? How do you treat an addiction like that? there's many people, experts, drug experts uh, that are in this substance abuse disorder program that are the experts are saying it: uh, the heroin and, and, and the pills, they're uh, many times over worse than cocaine or crap. And I believe them. Like I said, you, you could see the people that are addicted to these opioids and this heroin and they can't do anything. They can't function during the day. They can't do anything. They got to have it. Or else their body shuts down, literally, the addiction. Now, with, with the, the treatment side of treating that addiction, they, they use another drug to try to uh, curve you off of, of it. Uh, it escapes me right now what, what the drug is. I can't think of the name, but, uh, man, many say, how can you fight a drug addiction with a drug well, if, if that those those uh that mind is so used or that body is so used to having that drug uh going cold turkey some may be able to do it and and, and some may not so they have to use that drug i can't think of that drug's name man it's right on the tip of my tongue I can't think of it but this addiction to the opioids and heroin in this country it is is tearing this country apart uh already have torn families apart much like the crack epidemic and if you also remember, I talked about how they were dealing with the sentencing, how they would have to go, how they have now having to go into just like crack and, and determine if, if the chemical makeup of it. That's another aspect of it. When you do get caught with it and you go before the judge or you're in the criminal system, they have to determine the, the chemical makeup of it. Because what they found out was a lot of people they were charging with the heroin or, or, or the pills, the what, the, the, the actual of it makeup of it wasn't that much and they couldn't the drug kits they were using they couldn't determine if it was actually opioids. So now they're dealing with that on that. There are so many fronts and levels to this addiction fight. Wow. Just wow. Uh hats off to those that are on the front lines trying to, to conquer and and get rid of these addictions. Uh for me personally, if I can say anything it's a personal choice. Uh, like always, we always, we know with, with those that are addicted to any drug, they have to want to come off of it themselves. You can give them all the treatment you want. You can have all of the, uh, all of the tools they need to fight and combat, but if they don't really want it, it ain't going to do nothing. It just, it's just not, just not, just not, but man, uh, looks like, um, like I said, with them suing those pharmaceutical companies that profited, yeah, it looks like they're going to use the money towards some good. I hope. And another thing that came up, they talked about uh, North Carolina. Here in North Carolina, they're, they haven't—they're having to fight because they're—they're going to use that money from from the state that the states are receiving, and, and that's quite possibly everywhere in the United States. They're going to use that money that they're uh, receiving from. The lawsuit from those pharmaceutical companies. They say they have to use that money wholeheartedly because what they're also discovering are up against Medicaid expansion hasn't take place, so they can't give people the help they need with through Medicaid. So they're going to use that money to fight that. So that's another thing that's 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 come up. There are so many fronts and levels to this that we can't even comprehend. But man, uh, um, for those that are addicted to these opioids, praying for you. Because Like I said, if you've ever seen someone or know someone that is addicted to it, it ain't an easy ride, it's just not. It's just not. So, prayers for them, uh, and, and, and prayers for those that are, are trying to help. It takes a strong willed person to help someone that's addicted to any drug, and that's any drug from the smallest to the greatest. It just does. It's not meant, you're not, it's not meant for everyone, it's a different type of person. Uh, could I do it? I would love to tell you I could. I just don't. I, I really don't think I could. Um, that my 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 heart, I ain't no old salty, but my heart would just melt because, uh, man, I see it every day with those that are addicted to to these opioids, heroin, the pills. I do. And I, I just have to just prayers for them, prayers for. Them. Well, I'm getting ready to get out of here. I got to go into work later on. I got some things to do uh, and and like, like I said, we'll see about this snow. We will see. Well, that's all for me this morning. And I want to thank you all for lending me your ears. Continue to like, support, share, offer feedback. Anchor has a great feature where you can leave a voice response. And I would love to hear your voice. So offer feedback. I will not bite. I will not. We can sit down and have a nice calm debate. I have no problem whatsoever. You can also make monetary contributions. Continue to follow and listen on Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Casts, Radio, Public, Verbal, and WordPress. And as always, thank you for listening. This is Stephen Carnegie for This Is Just a Thought. Amen.